Welcome to the Spiritual Podcast, where we help you find success in your everyday spiritual battles. My name is Teresa, and today I have Kay with me. Hello, KK. How are you today? Good. Hello. Kay and I have been friends for over 30 years, and boy, have we experienced a lot of spiritual warfare and attacks. So what is spiritual warfare? For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. That is a biblical meaning that you can find in Ephesians 6.12. To get a better mental picture, there is a movie called Divination, and it is on Amazon Prime. I would really like for you to watch this, and it will give you a better picture of the good and evil that is fighting for your soul because Satan is fighting for your soul to take you to hell with him. And we don't want to see anyone go to hell. Satan and his demons are very real forces in the world today, but they're also forces that are under the authority of Jesus Christ. And they don't like that too much, but every demon is under the authority of Jesus Christ. And as long as we too are living under Christ's authority and protection, we have no reason to fear them. With non-Christians, the goal is to use them as instruments to fulfill Satan's plan and to blind them to the gospel and even kill them before they have a chance to trust in Christ. But demons can also affect believers as well. They can bring temptation, depression, and suicidal thoughts into our lives. If Satan cannot destroy your soul, he'll attempt to destroy your witness and rob you of your joy in Christ. So how can we successfully combat these very real forces that seek to oppress and destroy us? There are four practical principles for defeating the power of demons in your life. And today we are going to discuss one of those principles, and it is how to receive Christ as your Savior. Kay is going to read 1 John 5, 4, 5. So the most foundational way we can thwart the plan and purpose of Satan is by turning to Jesus, trusting in him for the forgiveness of sins. When this happens, you drive a stake through Satan's ultimate plan for your life and are free from his rule over you. And he assigns demons to everyone because Satan really wants your soul, but Jesus wants your soul as well. So Kay, can you read 1 John 5, 4, 5 for us? For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I've heard people say, I want to do a lot of things before I give my life to God. Because they think that being a Christian is boring and that you can't do this, you can't do this. And there are some people who... They have addictions. I had many addictions when I was younger. I remember 
before I came to God, I was really living a crazy, crazy life. I mean, I would just back in the day, which is going to age me a little bit in the 70s, we took pills called Black Beauties, Robin Eggs, because oh, just burning the candle at both ends, smoking, going out to the nightclubs. I don't know that I really want to become a Christian because I kind of like doing these things. That's what some people think. But can I tell you the love and the peace that you'll have when you accept Jesus as your Christ and Savior, because I wasn't happy doing those things and they were killing me and destroying me. Okay, what were you doing before you became a Christian? What were your thoughts? Did that scare you? I don't know that it scared me, but I was doing very similar things in my life. Um, That just seemed to be the way, you know, most everybody that I associated with, that was what the lives were about. I don't think that that's what scared me about giving up those things. I don't think it was anything about that. I really didn't have a clue what walking with Jesus was going to even, you know, look like. I think that when you're living on the other side of being a non-believer, sometimes I think it's hard to think that God can really accept me that way. Sometimes I think people feel that they have to be cleaned up to be able to come to Christ. And that's not what he says. He says, come as you are. And that's what happened with me. I I came as I was. And, And then he took the reins from there. Did I transform immediately? Some people do. I did not. It, It took time for Christ to transform me to where I am today, to take responsibility for the addictions in my life. I believe in my heart that each one of us, he cuts those things off from us when he knows that we're able to handle it. We make our own choices and sometimes those are not the best interest for us, but complete surrender is what I had to come to. Waving that white flag for the addictions in my life and realizing that it was Satan's tool. It was keeping me from the fullness of what Jesus Christ had for me. What were your addictions? My addictions, the big one was alcohol. I tried other things throughout my lifetime because it was the thing to do. But the alcohol was the thing that kept rising up its ugly head in my life. Just a couple years ago, I came to realization that it was a real issue in my life. It was not an easy thing to accept because it was like the blinders were on my eyes that, no, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem. That's not an issue for me. But in reality, it, it was. And it was affecting my relationship with Christ in a major way. I couldn't see it that way, though, until just a couple of years ago. So how many years did you drink as a Christian? As a Christian, probably over 20 years on and off. Were you a closet drinker? Somewhat. You know, there were times I, I was not. There were times that I, you know, went out to clubs and, and places like that where really I didn't have any business being. But towards the end, 
I was definitely a closet drinker. Now, when you went to these clubs, did you feel bad? Did did God convict you or did you go there for somebody or why did you do that? Uh, I went there for somebody. Did you? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. All right. I did. And I was a closet smoker for 40 years. I had a family member tell me I was going to hell because I smoked. And that's the funny thing about (laughs) being judged when you're a Christian. Oh, my, 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 how we're judged 10 times worse. And people never forget it. That's the thing, too. When a Christian does something wrong, they judge them and they don't forget and they, they, when they see that person, that's all they say. Oh, she calls herself a Christian, but she smokes, she drinks, she does this, she does that. But you know what? God loves his children, just like we love our children. And when our children do something wrong and they come to us and they say, I'm really sorry, but I just, I try so hard, but it's so hard for me. And God loves us and he forgives us and he gives us millions of chances. If he knows we're struggling and we're truly sorry, but it's an addiction that we can't help sometimes. And I feel sometimes people don't understand that, that God died for our sins. And as Christians, we're forgiven. All we have to do is ask. I agree with that, Teresa, that sometimes I think the hardest thing is forgiving ourselves. Christ tells us in his word that he forgives our sins as far as the east is from the west. They are remembered no more once we ask for forgiveness. I think that that's where Satan comes in sometimes saying, well, how can he possibly forgive you? Oh my goodness, you, you know, you, you fell again. He's not going to forgive you. Get those little whispers in your mind that you're not worthy of his forgiveness or his love or his redemption. I believe in my heart that even those folks that may have seen us act in such manners that they call us a hypocrite, I believe that God can redeem that. I really do. I believe that as we truly become transformed by his strength, I did not overcome in my own strength. And I will tell you that was step number one for me was that knowing that I would never accomplish it on my own, but surrendering it and knowing that it's a we thing. It's not a me thing. That's true. So we want to tell everybody out there who has these plans, they want to do this, this, and this, and then they'll give their life to the Lord. It may be too late one day because you don't know when your last day is going to be. Once you give your life to God, you don't have to quit all those things. He'll convict you. He will at the right time. Make it so that you just can't bear it anymore. And and he takes away the desire. So he will take away the desire and you can lay it all down, all down. That is going to be our program for today. And we hope that you join us next time. We will see you next week. Have a great day and God bless.